0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hey, welcome to the Transform You Live show. If you have already begun your personal transformation journey or you want to start one, this is the place to do it, where we share stories, books, and much more valuable information to help you along your step forward. Let's tune in now. Hello, my people, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. Uh, this is the Transform You Live show uh, with your host, Marcus Hart. And joining me also is my co-host, my partner in crime, as always, Paul Grease. This is the only show where you can make real life and business transformation, harnessing the power of optimism, hope, and faith. Uh, today, we got a wonderful show with in store for you today. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm
2: very well today, thank you, and, uh, and how are you?
3: I am doing very well Paul it's um quite the honor to be with you today quite the honor to be um joining uh you today on our our wonderful platform uh brand new uh here you know um uh, got this a great great look here that we um got going on uh so 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 Paul you know um you know, just uh, you know, how, how's your week been? You know, so far, you know, and maybe you know, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, on um, your weekend as well. As I, I get our shares out here, you know, I like to cheat the system a bit.
2: <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, Marcus, our, uh, you know, this 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 lovely kind of new system you got going on here looks amazing. So, uh, yeah, good job. It looks looks really good. So I'm sure our listeners are gonna enjoy um, you know, seeing us and hearing us. But um, yeah, my week's gone well actually. So it's been quite busy, which has been good um it's kind of like that first kind of um fall kind of week feeling and you know, the weather's really turned uh leaves are coming down in the yard so all that fun stuff so um yeah it's going well it's going going pretty well this week how about you you had a good week
3: yeah i w- i will fairly say that i i did had a, a pretty pretty awesome week uh so far i mean you know uh it seemed like it was pretty slow at first you know getting there but you know um uh you know week we are quite there and um i i you know it seems like you know once we get to the wednesdays uh you know the wednesdays is uh th- you know uh, the, the 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 best part of the week to look forward to you know this is when we get the most energy from so you know speaking of which you know we got a real great guest here you know um that you know has uh, joined us on uh some of our other shows here before um uh, uh, she was on the um, the God Pill Wisdom show uh which is another show that um you know, it, it's every Tuesday. So um, she's um, coming over here to visit, you know, uh, with us today. Uh, she has had two out of three wins at S- Superior Court. Um, her website is Man- dismantlingfamilycourtcorruption.com. She's a book author. Uh, she helped others navigate through the Family Court System the evil family court system, I like to call it I have had my rounds <laughs> through the family court system, um, helping people to represent themselves, um, people you know uh, discussing uh, court induced PTSD and how to handle yourself in court in the courtroom, how to dress for the courtroom, talking about video cameras, the need for them in the courtroom, and child support suicide non custodial parent issues childhood, you know, um you know, uh, suicides that's happening, you know, in the uh, foster home and the uh, funding title uh for B C P S and uh, D uh, Child Support E foster care incentives and debtors. um uh, prison, you know, so uh, these are some real key things we need to definitely take a look at and transform in our in our culture here. You know, uh, not only here in the United States, but this is very prominent uh, in other uh, countries like the UK as well uh, has this issue. Um, I believe Canada has uh, a few spots in uh, some of their uh, state uh, provinces, provinces um, where this is an issue. So let's bring on uh, the Miss and wonderful uh, Mary Petrie. How's it going today, uh, Ms. Marianne?
1: Good. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. Uh, So, you know, they they heard me uh, say a few things about you, um, you know, in my words, uh, you know, and they have, you know, some who may have followed us from the uh, God Pill Wisdom Show know know you, but, you know, uh, to this to this platform here the transform you live show, you know, how about you just introduce yourself and just some of the things you've been doing, your transformation journey, you know, from where you started from to where you are now.
1: Well, my name is Marianne Petrie, and I wrote the book, dismantling family court corruption. And I'm glad I did write it because I try to refer to it as a useful handbook for anyone going through not only the court system but parental alienation and the discussion of personality disorders and how to handle yourself in a courtroom as a pro se litigant, which means someone who's representing yourself. So I try to take what has happened to me, which was a horrible situation, and turn it into something that can help others.
3: Wonderful. You know, so, Paul, just just listening in, you know, from where she just started from, you know, Paul, you know, do you have any initial thoughts that jump out at you, you know, some things, you know, that, you know, you might have, you know, personally seen, you know, in this particular landscape that you may be familiar with or just, you know, some things, you know, that jump out initially that you might want to, you know, jump at right away.
2: Marianne, it's lovely to meet you. So thanks very much for joining us this afternoon.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Uh, you're more than welcome. So, so Marianne, um, you know, once Marcus um, told, told me about you becoming on the show, so I did a little bit of research and I can really tell that this is a, a new area that um, I've never kind of come across before. So w- would you agree that this is a, a kind of a new area that people need to be looking out for and really need to understand that, you know, this could be happening and, um, you know, time is at the essence if you are going through this?
1: Right. A lot of people have no idea this goes on at all in a courtroom they're used to seeing shows like Law and Order. They're not they're not adept to see what's going on in a family courtroom is what the problem is and the problems that evolve from cases that are not handled right in these family courtrooms.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I can tell that, you know, as you said, you know, people when they look at court TV or watch, you know, these court shows, it's all kind of like the... You know lack of a better word kind of the glamour cases that that's what's happening, but you know in kind of child court and um you know um, in these in these aspects, it must be really difficult for people to to prepare themselves and fully understand what's what's going to happen to them so um yeah you know your your kind of um uh, history and you know what, what you've been through is uh it's, it's just amazing just to just to read through so um yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing some more today okay.
1: There's a lot to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately,
3: you know, and sometimes I've always felt like we we don't have enough time to this, uh, to cover all of it. And you know, I I always think of you know it always just bring bring up the the trauma I have, you know, personally went through, you know, uh, the the countless years, you know, the first nine the, the first nine years of my life was just traumatic um, dealing with the court system, um, the family court system here in in the state of Wisconsin, uh Milwaukee County. Um you know, just Maybe just describe a little bit of your story. Your your story is, you know, pretty unique in a sense. You know, if you if you if you know, I'm you know I'm quite sure the audience is very curious. I'm, curi- I'm quite curious to just hear it again. You know, um, just to you know bring us full circle back. You know, give us a little hints of bits uh, of like you know what you personally experienced, on uh, to you know kind of bring us up to speed here.
1: Okay, I'll sum up. It was. A lot of collusion and bias all rolled into a three-ring circus. (laughs) I walked in there thinking there would be justice served and the judge would do the right thing and the right thing would be done. And it was a total miscarriage of justice. As it turned out, the judge and the opposing attorney were in collusion together as they had worked together in a prior capacity in the courthouse. So they were in turn doing favors for each other to be completely honest. And then my ex-husband's wife, she in turn also worked in the courthouse in a capacity, nothing major, but that was enough to move it to another venue, but that just was not going to happen. And when you walk in there, I really didn't think I was going to lose my children being that I was a nurse for 23 years. And it was all based on a false accusation, which is called the silver bullet. And that accusation was mentally unstable and emotional abuse charges brought on by children's services, which were completely um, found unfounded. I was exonerated, but I had two indications back to back within four days of each other. And the second indication made me lose my job involuntarily. Now, simultaneously, what was going on was that the child support judge was estimating me at a full-time earning capacity of a registered nurse, which I never was. I was always per diem. So I could take the kids to their appointments and doctor's appointments, school functions, And she just did not even recognize that there are child protective services laws that say that you can't work if you're indicated for emotional child abuse. And what had happened was arrears kept mounting and support contempt conferences were happening. Then support contempt hearings were happening. And... She, in, in a sense, well, she sent me to prison. She wanted me to serve two months unless I could come up with $2,000, which didn't. Wow. Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a three-ring circus. It really, really was. And I only served one week in there because they don't give you your medication in there. And I was also having chest pain where I called my father and I said, can you get me out of here? I'm going to come out in a body bag. And so he, poor man, he's 79 years old, being extorted for $2,000 to get me out of there. So uh, once I got out of there, I was still going through the support contempt uh, conferences and hearings. Then five months later, after leaving prison, I did have a heart attack with three stents to the LAD. And in that meantime, I also probably, with all the stress of all of this, which probably caused the heart attack, but I was writing my own Superior Court uh, brief and reproduced record to send to stop this child support madness that was going on. And luckily, I won. And um, I, in turn, had to hire another attorney to go back to the lower court and argue. And the judge, what she had done previously, also, which was interesting, was she inflated my child support arrears, just, mm. de- just deliberately inflated them for no reason. We went from 11,000 to 15,000. And why would she do that? greed there's no accountability for these judges so mm-hmm. once i took it to the lower court with this new attorney who was from out of town mm-hmm. everything was kind of corrected my mm-hmm. attorney, everything gone she's happened to begin with, but it did. And the judge was so gracious she took the arrears and lowered it from 15,000 back down to 11 and then she took the child Support that she they were asking almost a thousand a month that I could never pay because of the emotional abuse indication, and I couldn't work anywhere. Um, She lowered that down to like a hundred and ten a month, something like that. So I did win, it did uh, relieve some of our financial stress, but a lot of the stress fell on my husband who was taking jobs out of town to make up for my lost salary because we were doing just fine until all this happened and (laughs) oh i'm sorry so you know i'm I'm hearing all dollar
3: tax here you know and um you know what what was the the amount in total you know uh, once you got to, to, to the amount in total
1: the amount in total, as far as when it was all done, was still like eleven thousand in arrears, and there was an issue of a pension fund that the ex refused to pay. Yeah,
3: it, yeah, and I'm and I'm saying including, you know, um, lower, lower fees oh, and you know, uh, you know, your your bill and you know, like I mean, you you came out a ton of money.
1: Right, it must have been over thirty thousand in attorney fees. And wow. I had to put my foot down because all I was doing was going into the attorney's office and swiping a card. And my husband's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we, we've we got to, we, I have a credit union. Let's just use the credit union. It's a lower interest rate. And so I got to the point I had to say, no, I've got to do this myself because there's no more money and I can't overtax him. It's not fair to him. <laughs> Yeah.
3: And Paul, you go ahead. You, you know, um, I'm sure you sitting back here. I see a lot of head nodding with you as well as you, as you, you know, look on here.
2: sure. A lot of head nodding and a lot of disbelief. I cannot believe this has happened. You know, Miriam, please tell me that this was, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, because it sounds absolutely crazy that it could happen nowadays. So, you know, when did, when did this all happen?
1: This happened around between the years of, actually, it all started actually around 2012 up until 2019. This kind of went on. This is the
2: amazing thing that this can still happen. And, uh, you know, just, just thinking about, you know, put myself in your situation, how how many people would be against me? And, you know, how, how did you keep going? You know, as you said, you're, you, went, you went to... Into prison for a week, came out, had a heart attack. Uh, you know, had to have your your father involved and everything. What what made you continue to to keep going?
1: I had to keep going because they kept coming after me for that child support of close to a thousand a month. And what had happened was, okay, the reason how I lost my nursing job was because of that second emotional child abuse indication. So there was a deadline at the hospital that they had to have everyone's child abuse clearances in by a certain time. That's all well and good, but my child services hearing with the adjudicating judge there wasn't for a week afterwards. So I was involuntarily terminated. And then I went before that judge who cleared me and exonerated me within one month, but that also cost twelve hundred dollars just to sit mm-hmm. through that day, and I couldn't be hired back at the hospital because they knew I had more children, and they did not want to go through this again, and I can't blame them.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, an employer would, would not want to, you know, go through that hassle, and you know, you can't really blame them, but for. You know, the sake of what was it just over four or five weeks? You could have kept your job, and then you know these repercussions may not have happened. But it's a, uh, oh, it's just it's just unbelievable that these types of things can happen um, to to someone such in, in your position, though, know, a nurse who's respected by you know their peers mm-hmm. and you know has got involvement with with children. So it's just oh, I just I just can't believe it happened. And um, you know, it's, it's, your story is just uh you know, it's, it's so inspirational for for someone to to keep going, to, to to know that they've been wronged, but just to keep keep going, keep going, and finally come come through with the with the correct you know result that should have happened at the beginning.
1: I was. I felt yeah, like, I can't agree I, with
3: you more, Paul. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I felt like I was fighting for my life, and yeah. the opposing side was calling me vexatious and litigious. And vexatious and litigious means that you're just litigating for no reason. (laughs) I had a reason to litigate. I had to stop the stupidity of the child support payments because the judge would not acknowledge. Even after I had my heart attack, we had a support contempt hearing. And I handed her the cardiologist's notes in proof that this heart attack indeed did happen. She didn't care. She handed me a physician verification form and said, you take this to your family doctor and you better have it back to me in seven days. And if you don't, um, I'll send you to, pr- to jail. And this is the only thing that's keeping you out of jail today. Something to that effect. And, mm. and like, I'm giving it to you from the horse's mouth, but that's not good enough. Okay. So I'll, I took it to my family doctor. He filled it out instantly because he knew what they were doing to me. Thank God for him. And I took it to her office the next day. And then about a month or so later, that's when I found out that we had we had one in superior court. Thank God. Yeah, definitely uh oh, thank God, you know. And the a win
3: in these particular cases is just really like it's almost like winning the Super Bowl, almost because, yeah. and and then they 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 really push you push you through the push you through the the woods. They push you through the the fours and and the and and then they 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 clearly don't want to abide by you know what's written. Um, I have experienced that you know personally, uh, where they just don't want to abide by what's written. You know, um they'll take you through circles Uh, so you know you you have like personally you know uh, being able to help others uh just by you know bringing awareness uh to just you know the way that judges tend to you know tend to act uh just just by telling people little little tips that they can do uh, to, you know, uh, get a little bit of edge, you know? Um, so what, what are some of those, some of those things uh, that, you know, people, people can do, uh, to, to really, you know, start, you know, uh, getting a little bit of an edge, you know, so we, we can touch on that very quickly.
1: Okay. Well, the best thing to do is just go in there and do your best and to speak from your heart. They want the truth. They don't want to hear it. That is what one of the big problems is. They have you raise your hand and swear, that you're telling the truth, but when you go to tell the truth, they don't like it. So I go in there, dress nicely, with my hair up, and look professional, as if I'm an, another lawyer, even though I'm not. But these are older judges, and they're very old-fashioned, and they want to see someone looking the part, <laughs> even though you can't play the part as well, but you argue as best you can. And you take notes when the other attorney starts talking. And I was in the courtroom where they let the other side start first, which I thought was odd. But I just immediately started writing down everything until he said that there was an affidavit signed by my parents stating that that it was not a one-sided child services investigation. And I just dropped my pen. And when it was my turn to talk, I said, oh, your honor, attorney so-and-so misspoke. I actually have my father here in the courtroom. He did sign an affidavit that it was a one-sided interview. My parents were never interviewed. And I could just see, I looked over at that attorney, I could see, you know, his whole neck turned red and he was getting very irritated. But see, this is what what it's about is you've got to be able to handle the lies coming out of their mouth and be able to refute them very professionally and nicely and and have as many people in the courtroom with you. And I encourage it. I encourage a lot of court watchers. If you're going into court, get on Facebook, grab some friends, say, I'm going to be in court room. Courtroom- courtroom- can you be much? bear in mind, we have no video cameras or tamper proof mics in those courtrooms, and it would be good to have a show of of um, support for you instead of just your parents yeah so um we thank all of
3: our um listeners and and viewers for for watching um and and um we have uh, Z Man out there in Periscope on uh, he you know uh he had a question, but it wasn't a very clear question question. Uh so we we thank um Z Man and we thank Woof Z Z E X uh E on Twitch for uh, leaving a comment. Um uh, uh just giving uh good encouragement to you as well. Uh so a lot of a lot of good support out there to you, um, you know, coming coming in through the through the comic section. Um so you know, we we, we you know that 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 whole issue with the video cameras. Uh, you know this, you know because you know th- there has been nasty, nasty things said to me. You know, uh, but I'm talking about talking about you know court commissioners. You know, uh, saying saying nasty things to me. Um, I, I've had you know like you said you know um. I I, I would I would think that I would have my turn to talk, and then you know the the uh, the the attorney or then some type of child support representative uh, you know uh, talk before me, and you know I would and before you know it I, I don't even get a word in and I'm getting kicked out of court. And you know had these things been you know videotaped and 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 I was able to retrieve some type of copy, I'm quite certain I would have been able to have. Uh, some type of you know documentation to to take to a higher court, you know, to you know get, to get a lot of a lot of uh, decisions reversed. Um, so is that like one of the reasons, one of the driving reasons why you know court um, video cameras in courtrooms are so important? You know, uh, um, you know, just me, you know, sharing some of the things that I went through and some of the things you have went through as well.
1: Oh, exactly. When you have an issue with a judge and they are constantly yelling at you, I know they pick out the target parent quickly based on who shoots out that false accusation first. But then the judge, depending on how their demeanor is, can just start screaming at you, demeaning you. I've never been talked to like this, even in the workforce as a nurse. (laughs) I swear I have not. And had I pull up a video and show a conduct board how this judge is treating people, I think that would also help immensely. Granted, you have a transcript, but I think it would be good to have the video cameras and tamper-proof mics. And that way you can be heard. And another thing that also would be good would be to eliminate judicial elections so that these judges are held accountable to the government and not to other judges or their election sponsors. And that would at least
0: Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize. Playing Chumba Casino this year. I was
1: only playing for fun, so
0: winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary, void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
1: Cut the corruption in half. Also, it would be good to designate judges at least two counties away from their past tenure residence. And Mm. a four to seven year term is fine, but no more than two terms in a county. It's just these uh, judicial conduct boards really don't do anything. And instead of you know attorneys helping judges get elected this is where the favors c- come into play yeah paul do you have something
2: sure so um you know obviously my uh my accent i'm not from from the us but um, you know, i've been here for a couple of years now and uh you know lucky enough i haven't had to go through the, the court system or anything but you know th- these ideas marianne that you're 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 saying now it just seems like common sense you know, it, it seems a little bit unbelievable that, you know, attorneys could help kind of lobby and get these, these mm-hmm. judges back into place that, you know, these, these judges are able to, to speak to people like this. And uh, you would think that, you know, now we're in the 21st century that, you know, uh, technology would be used in the courtroom, which would stop a lot of this from happening. So why is it not happening?
1: It's a money making billion dollar industry. The object of family court and, and parents, realize this, is that there, someone is going to be a non-custodial parent, and that forces that person to pay child support. And that child support is called Incentive Title IV-D. That needs to stop. That is a form of slavery, and it, that is what's making people very sick, and it's driving people to suicide mothers and fathers
2: I couldn't even imagine the stress you know that you'd be going through and having to to go into court and and you know battle these things that you wouldn't think of you know you'd think that right I just need to battle my case this is what I need to worry about but with you know having other attorneys blatantly lying in front of you um you know these are the things you know uh, someone like myself who'd never gone through this would, would never think about and uh you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, people like yourself will go through this and come out the other side and try and make it better for the next person that has to go through this ordeal. So I think it's, it's amazing that, you're, that you've been doing this.
1: Well, thank you. I didn't, I really didn't want to write the book, but everyone had kept saying, well, what happened to your kids? How come you don't have your kids? And it just gets so emotionally exhausting trying to explain to someone who has no idea about the family court system, and how it treats a target parent. And a target parent can be a father, it could be a mother. It's a free-for-all in there. That's why we need the video cameras and the tamper-proof mics. And um, I just think a lot of this would stop also if we had more people that would be available for court watching. I know it's hard to get people to come in and sit there and watch your case because people work full time. I understand that. But there's not a lot of people coming in to to show support, but the other side has a full entourage showing up.
2: Not fair whatsoever is it? You know, no. if it's yourself if you're representing yourself and you know, you look across and there's, as you said, an entourage of other people, you know, before you start, you're you're kind of losing because you haven't got that kind of moral um, support around you.
1: Right. Right. And when they, when the judge announced to the uh, everyone in the pews that the father would get full physical custody, the other side just jumped up laughing, clapping and cheering. And I just looked over at them and I thought, why isn't he slamming his gavel down? Why is there no order in the court? Because they wanted me to lose. And I kind of put something about it on Facebook and a, a female attorney wrote to me and I don't know who she was. I can't remember, but she said, under no circumstances is it a happy occasion when a child is taken away under any reason. So, and she, stayed, she stated There must have been a lot of lying going on and there sure was, but the judge and opposing attorney were in collusion together and I couldn't stop that. My attorney couldn't stop that at the time. My attorney said, your honor, why can't we go back to 50, 50? We've done everything you've asked. And he just sat back and said, I have my reasons. And my attorney said again, but your honor, we've done everything. The kids even want to go back to fifty fifty. Like they had been for years and years. He just stated, I have my reasons. So where is the judicial accountability? We need it now.
3: Yeah, accountability is uh definitely the right word here and uh and, and that's what what is missing and you know defunding some of these very hurtful uh things that are currently in place, these incentives that are currently in place, uh, that would be like one of the first, first place to, to stop at here. And, and if we can roll back uh, some of these things, you know, um, we may start seeing some families, you know, maybe even decide to like start working it out themselves. Uh, But, you know, you even talk about, you know, how, you know, sometimes that's a little bit hard when you, you know, have, you know, when you're co-parenting with someone who's, you know, maybe, maybe having a diagnosis of, um, uh, narcissistic traits and having some narcissistic traits, you know, so, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that, you know, um, you know, you, you have experienced that before and, you know, is there a way, you know, we can transform, you know, our relationships, you know, with, um, those type of, you know, parents, uh, you know, um, You know that we are co-parenting with um that we have to co-parent with you know sometimes we don't you know you know we we, you know we we think we know someone when we initially start dating them but then we you know we get closer we have kids and then 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 those shoot the true colors come out after that you know it's like kids change everything sometimes um you know for some people um so you know how can we navigate through that, you know, without having to use uh, the, you know, uh, this harmful, fam, current family court system? Is there a way that we can, you know, work around that?
1: There is. In fact, I don't know if you have seen the film Erasing Family. Um, Ginger Gentile put out a film called Erasing Family and I watched it and they have, at, towards the end of the film, they have the Sweden model. And in the Sweden model, when you're getting divorced over there, you sit down with your ex and you just write out who's going to do what and take their kids where, you know, and how often they're going to have them instead of running into a courtroom. And that's great if you've got two normal, um, how do I say, mentally healthy individuals that want to see the good for the child.
3: Yeah, that's uh, easier said. Than easier said than done. <laughs> done.
1: And, yeah. and Sweden was saying that they have very little cases of litigation. They're saying that they do have cases of even high conflict litigation, but for the most part, people aren't running into the courtroom. And they mm. interviewed the kids that said, well, it's hard packing and unpacking and, and five days on, five days off, whatever is agreed to but they said they were happy because they got to see both parents. So that's the name of the game. And it's hard to do if you are dealing with a narcissist. And these, um, narcissists, what I have seen are very grandiose with a sense of uh, self-importance, arrogance and entitlement. And they generally are perpetual liars. They're very good at it in a courtroom. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I hate to say that, <laughs> yeah. but they also demean others as well as an exploitation of others to get to where they need to go. And they're very, I would say very dangerous people because they also lack empathy and they have no insight. And if you're wondering where this comes from or how this evolves, it could be genetic it could be biologic biological factors could happen on early on in life some childhood experience that molds and shapes the narcissist and the one thing narcissists do is they accuse you of being a narcissist yeah then it's it, it's very hard to work with these people because they don't see the wrong in what they're doing or they really want to just get even with you because you left them. So they're going to use your child as a pawn to make that happen. And in fact, they have also turned, they they can turn their own children into narcissists, which is a horrible Mm. thing, horrible. And Dr. Mark Roseman had said that, when children are taken away and then they're placed in this environment that leads to parental alienation, this disturbs six generations to come. Wow. And I, when all this was going on, I know one of my children had very high anxiety issues and stomach ulcers. And I feared for him because I just sat there at night and I said, I hope he's not going to do something to himself. And at one point I was awarded every other weekend Mm -hmm. as a non-custodial parent. Right. Okay. But when I had him, I would, I would sit down and talk to him. He he said he was nervous or upset. I would say, do you feel like hurting yourself? Are you okay? You're not going to do anything to yourself it's, I used to be a psychiatric nurse, so I was used to asking people these questions. Yeah, and he was in his tweens to mid-teens, so he, he would answer me correctly, and thank God, and I and I, and I hope it's. But when these narcissists right. put kids through coaching them to lie about the other parent, or sending them to the parent's house, saying, "Well, now I'm going to be lonely when you're gone." <laughs> That's not helping this this child live their childhood. They should be having a happy childhood. And it's been stripped of them. Yeah.
3: Whew. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, because, like, man, I, I'm sitting here, you know, that that to- totally tears me up, you know, especially being that, you know, September is um, Suicide Awareness Month, Um and this really, you know, goes in, you know, great with like, um, you know, um, what the month is all about here, uh, and yeah, we 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 do see, you know, a lot of children develop these, you know, these type of, um, you know, thoughts due to, you know, um, these type of parents, um, you know, alienating them, uh, and you know, and using them as pawns, you know, to, you know, for whatever reason, get back at the other parent or. Or just for their own personal, you know, um, stroke of the ego. Uh, so, um, Paul, I'll let you. will let you say a few things. Um, I know I took over the last time.
2: And, uh, Marion, that's just, you know, what you just mentioned there was just it's unbelievable. And first of all, I can't believe that you know you would be awarded, you know, custody of your of your children for a weekend. How can you be awarded? You know, they're your children. You know, it's not an award; they they're yours. So. You know, I think that's just, that's just unbelievable and just, you know, totally out of order that way, you know, sending it that way. Um, you know, going back to, to what you were talking about with the, with the parental kind of alienation, um, you know, where, where does this start? Does it start when, when the, the mum and dad or wherever the parents are together? And is it like, a, you know, abuse over time or is it once the separation happens?
1: it could start even in an intact marriage. It can start anytime. I remember when um, we were going to sit the oldest child down and, and explain that we were going to get divorced. And my ex had said, I'm going to tell her that this was all your idea. And I looked at him and I said, if you do that, I'm going to tell her you drove me to it. And that shut him up. So we talked to her in a very professional, loving, comforting manner because she took it the worst. I got her counseling in school called Rainbows. And she worked through all of that in school as I kept in touch with the principal to make sure she was handling everything okay. So there was a little bit of it there. And then when he married, that's when it really started he married a woman that did not have children. And I noticed changes in my oldest making adult comments to me, such as why do you hold the steering wheel that way? Also, how come you're using that face? How come you, how come you're just using bar soap on your face? That's gross. You should be using creams and stuff like that. Mm. I'm thinking, (laughs) Where is this coming from? When I I should have said, wait a minute, you sit down. Where is this coming from? Why did you say this to me? You know, um, both of us love you. You need to know that both of us love you. And these comments have, have to stop. Because what happens is once these comments start, then they turn into more derogatory comments as they get older.
2: That envelope to see how far they can, you know, talk to you and and push it. Uh, That's very interesting.
1: Right. And then you're walking on eggshells when you do have them on those weekends. You're walking on eggshells as to I don't want to say anything to upset anybody. Just keep the boat going smoothly for the weekend, make it enjoyable.
3: Yeah. And and you find yourself, you know, spending (laughs) spending money, you know, to keep the kids happy. You know, doing things that you know that you shouldn't have to do as a parent, right. you know, simply because someone is trying to program the kids to turn them against you ultimately. Um, you know, this is, this is very terrible. And, you know, um, uh, this is, this is where, you know, where counseling comes in That mm-hmm. you know, um, for most of these kids, you know, um, and, and that gets very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so, this is, and this is ultimately the, the bigger effects of like you know, of um what family court does you know when when you you know because you need to continue to keep your imprint as a parent, um and your influence uh, as a parent you know in these kids, children's lives and and just giving them you know being awarded you know um you know two two weekends out of the month is is clearly not enough uh to 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 have any influence. Uh, over the kids, you know, um, you know, positive influence, you know, to, to come back some of the, the the negativity and the um, just toxic uh, stuff that's, you know, coming out of the environment that they're, you know, uh, 90% of the time living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I totally get what you're coming where you're coming from. Totally feel that, you know, um, and, and it's really sad, you know, uh, speaking of like just a, a, a Kids being totally to removed and being put in a toxic, you know, sometimes very terrible relation uh, t- situation. You know, uh, foster, you know, foster kids. You know, they, you know, a very high, high, high likely and high, very high risk of suicide. You know, you know, you want to speak to, speak to that. You know, the, this, this will probably be the last thing to close uh, before we close out here. Um, you know, maybe speak to that a little bit and you just, you know, uh, just to really get get people to really understand, like, how just not every foster, you know, uh, parent situation is not, just not the option, you know, and, and, and how not every group home is, you know, uh, fit to take, take the role of, you know, uh, what, what the biological parent can do, you know, or, you know, they're not even, even, even considering, you know, um, maternal grandparents sometimes, or, or you know, good loving, you know, uh, paternal grandparents that you know want to take uh, moving that road, so they just totally just skip over that and just stick your kids, you know, uh, CPS. That is, um, you know, CPS alongside with uh, that that evil family court system was just stick your kids, you know, where they want to stick them.
1: And that's where I believe CPS should just be defunded and abolished. And that's Title Four E. If we could just get rid of them. They're not even doing their jobs, and they're a day late and a dollar short, and they're failing miserably. And like you said, they should be placed with family. And these foster parents on Facebook, I'm just seeing one horror story after another. And I think once that's defunded, I wonder how many parents would really want to be foster parents if they knew they weren't going to get a, a monthly stipend of, say, two grand a month. Some of them you know it makes you wonder if you remove the money even from Title Four D, which is a child support, and Title Four e, get rid of it and see where it, these the, these uh foster care situations go because I believe c p s needs to be abolished they're helping to child traffic into foster cares that are child trafficking as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are good foster parents, but I don't see any of those on Facebook. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, you you're totally right. You know, this is another form of on uh, child trafficking. Um, you know, uh at its, you know, uh greatest uh, it's it's the greatest kept secret you know and the dirty secret is is the money part you know um for the the Memphis that's um you know somehow finding a way into um being approved and um I, I don't know if they have loosened the application process for these people um you know but you know there it should be better vetting vetting and that that money part should be you know um reconsidered Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, Paul, you know, I uh, will let you s- s- say your final thing in response to you know all that you heard here, and then we we'll wrap up for the day, and then you know, um, you know, and then I'll let you say you know anything closing you want to say, Marianne as well. Okay, Paul, you, Paul, you, Paul, you first.
2: Great, so Marianne, you know, thank you very much for today. It's been it's been unbelievable listening to your story, and um, you know, what I'd like to just kind of um, you know, pull out from 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 your story from today is that. The people that have been around you to help you, you know, through this journey. You know, you mentioned about your your dad who helped you, that that your husband who's you know put up his own money to help you through these things, the uh, the anonymous um, kind of lawyer on Facebook who who pointed out these types of things, you know, the the the, the high school um, helping out with um you know with one of your children, you know, with um you know helping through everything that's going on. So I think it's really um I think it's really important that we understand that there are people out there who will help you, you know, if you feel that you are alone, that, you know, you're not sure where to turn and, you know, what to do. There are people who will just spring out of anywhere and be there in your in your moment of need. So, um, you know, just listen to your story today. There's lots and lots of people who just kind of popped in to help out, help you out during, the, during you know, these, these troublesome times. And uh, I think that's so important.
1: It, it's important to get the word out. And I don't know if Marcus told you, but when my book was published, a Canadian producer approached me wanting to buy the book rights to make a film, not just based on me, but also of what goes on in these courtrooms. And his name is James Russell of Manx Motion Picture Studios. So he's looking for an A-list director, an A-list actress. And we feel that when it's made in an Aaron Brockovich style fashion, It will bring awareness to what's going on in these courtrooms as it did in the movie Aaron brockovich suddenly everyone was worried about their drinking water well maybe people should be much more worried about what's going on in a family courtroom because what happened to me can happen to anyone
2: when you mentioned Aaron brockovich i could really see that and uh yeah when i was on your website last night i could see all the details about you know the, the movie and everything so um could you just remind everyone of your, of your website again, so people can go online and, and check
1: it out? Sure, my website is dismantlingfamilycourtcorruption.com. I have blogs written on there that could help people and some of my other podcasts that are on there as well. Uh, just a, a good resource, things for people to look at and it'll take you right into where to buy the book, into Amazon. It's also available at Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Apple, and Smashwords.
2: That's great. So, you know, I recommend anyone, you know, to go onto Marianne's website to take a look and, you know, if you you need some advice or anything on, you know, about what's going on, that's the place to go to. So, um, yeah, that's great. Thank you, Marianne. And uh, Marcus, back to you.
1: Thank you.
3: Hey. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, and thank you as well, Marianne. really appreciate you. You know, um you're definitely always welcome to come and visit us on any of the shows. You know, we got a, a, a tremendous platform here, you know, so we got the power powerhouse for you. So
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Okay, she she's one of the super friends. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All
1: right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all
3: ages, those who have been watching, those who's been listening, uh we do appreciate you so so much uh for tuning in here today and you know getting this wonderful information that was presented here today. Uh this has uh, been a wonderful um podcast episode that I want to encourage you right now to go ahead, if you haven't already, hit that share button. It is very easy. It takes about one second, I believe, maybe even half a second to hit that share button. Hit the share button. Make sure you hit the like on the way out. And uh, if you are in podcast mode, you can also just hit that share uh, link and share it out in text format. You can share it out on your own personal media time feed or direct message somebody someone you know someone you don't know it doesn't matter you know because they're going to appreciate you so much once they get the information they're going to say wow totally did not know and that is the way it should be we should be um, bringing all this great information to awareness and spreading the love and information don't forget to check out the links that are in the episode description Check those out as well. Grab the book, you know, the book is available too. Uh, you definitely wanna check out the book. Uh, it is sitting in my room as well. I have Paige through it, it is a wonderful book. Uh, and I'm gonna go back and uh, check, check out more of it. So, you know, definitely check out the book. I should have had it sitting right here so I can just put it up. I will take a picture for you guys later and post it. Uh, so uh, until next time, this is the Transform You Live show. I'm one of your hosts, Marcus Hart. Here is my buddy right here, my good friend, my good brother, uh Paul Greaves, and that's Marianne. Uh, so until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you everyone for listening to the Transforming Live Show. We do this every Wednesday, of course, with some many interviews in between times. So don't forget to share, check us out at transformubroadcast.com transform, or transformubroadcast.com or you.us.